Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week we're going to be talking about communication, especially under our current circumstances. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and sign up for all or some of our awesome online courses and instructional videos. You can also purchase products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. I know many times you continue to order your products from the same people, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. Please give us a chance to win your business. So, of course, we are now in you know, either week four or week five of the coronavirus quarantine. And uh, we just finished spring break, as I think m- many people did, or some may be on spring break this week. The idea of communication and staying in contact with our students, our families, and our schools has become a new challenge. It's amazing the different types of media and um, informational systems that are out there to help, but with each of them, there's a learning curve, and with several of them, there's more that you wish you had or uh, too much that can be a little bit of an overload. So we wanted to kind of look at a couple of you know, the how to communicate and some of the what to communicate in this episode so that we can hopefully help you manage and navigate those waters. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is a little bit of maybe the how you do that, not necessarily the medium, but what are some of the things that you should say or do? And I'm going to start this first one with what I start with all of my leadership students, and it has to start with honesty. I have multiple times talked with our students and said, guys, I have no idea. I hate this. Um, it stinks, but it is what it is. And I see them all smile, and I think that they just can relate because they hate it too. While there was a time where playing video games and hanging out at home was a great thing, now it's it's gone too far, and they're ready to come back to school. I think if if you tomorrow announce to your school that everybody can come back tomorrow and have just a normal day, I bet you'd have zero absenteeism. Or the folks that you have weren't there probably shouldn't have been. But just be, yeah, just be honest with them. Like, and it's okay to say, I have no idea how this is going to work out. Uh, you know, if, you're, if they're saying, what's, what's going to happen next fall? Everyone's answer should be, we have no idea. We can all guess, and, and surmi- but I don't, I don't even like to tell my kids what I think is going to happen. I tell them, here are the facts that I know that right now uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen. I know that the venues for BOA are going to be a major uh, question mark. You know, if, if you didn't notice, the uh, summer symposium has been canceled and partly due to Ball State uh, helping to make the call of as to whether they would even be ready to be open at that point. So a lot of time it's a venue that makes that decision. So just be honest with them. Don't make things up. Don't. Uh, Jeff Young is great for when I say something with like, uh, Bobby, that's not true. We're editing that out later. So and and absolutely right. Don't don't tell them something that you don't absolutely know, uh, because getting their hopes up over something that doesn't happen could be really devastating at this point. 
the next thing I would tell you is to really think about the details versus the big picture. Now, you're actually going to need to deal with both, but you're going to need to make sure that you separate those things out. And here's what I mean. Like, for example, I'm sending out a big newsletter to our students today because we haven't heard from them in over a week. And there are some big picture ideas that are there. Like, here's here's some of the options that we're looking at for the rest of this year, especially with online learning and online auditions. Um, the reason we're doing that is because we want to continue moving forward and we want the program to still be strong and viable next fall. Now, the details are as follows. And it goes, and I've, I, I am the master of Google Docs. I love, like, here's a topic, and now here's a link that you can go to the, the rest of the information. Just having everything in an outline form, and then they can click and go to different places from that original document. I think you have to kind of think about your program in the same way. There is the major document. There's the ma- the program proper that is there. And you need to make sure that you, most of all, are keeping an eye toward how things are going. Now, that could involve, you know, should I order stuff right now? Should I order, you know, uniforms? And truth is, most of the manufacturers aren't working right now. But should I go ahead and have my arranger continue? Should I go ahead and have the drill rider work? And you've got to make that decision but you have to make the decision. And then the details come for like, what do the, how does that affect the kids? How does that affect the parents? How does that affect our fundraising? How does that, and, and having that idea. I sat down last Friday night for about four and a half hours just with this book, a really nice notebook in my hand. And I just wrote down all of my concerns and kind of ways that I could think through them. And just having them in that notebook has been a lifesaver. Since then, I can finally relax a little bit. The last thing for me that I'm going to talk about is actually one of our leadership concepts that we do. And it's called AIM for Understanding, A-I-M. And all that that means is that we ask our students to look at the audience, to look at the intent of the message, and the literal message itself. Like, what are the words that you use and how do you use them? When you know your audience is a bunch of people at home that are frustrated, bored, you need to approach them as such. And here's what I would especially mean that if you have to deal with a student that's maybe not doing all their work, one of the worst things you can do is to be the hard-nosed teacher. I, I believe in standards, and I believe that we should all try to be at our highest quality. But right now we are very much in no man's land. And knowing that the frustration is very real in every household should color how you approach people. The intent of your message is what are you wanting to do? And if if um, support and encourage your program is not number one on your list, don't don't do anything. I think that it has to be a part of what we say. Like everything should go with the idea of, hey, here are some possibilities for us. Here are some ways that we can make this work. Just even saying it that way is a big deal. Like, what do you intend to do? I intend to have everybody read this and at the end go, God, I'm so glad I'm in band still. Or I, I miss band. I can't wait to go back. And then the message, the, the words that you use, it is just being careful about the way you say things. Always trying to be in an understanding mode, always trying to be in a supportive mode, and always trying to be in a positive mode. I have to tell you, um, if you don't know me, this is not a strength of mine. I am usually not, we call them the poly positives. That's not usually me at all. 
but after seeing my kids and, and a pretty, pretty positive, happy-go-lucky two girls you'll never find, but I've seen them get beat up by this pretty, pretty desperately. So I think that that idea of the audience, the intent, the message has to really color everything that you're sending out. Yeah, I agree. I, I made a comment on somebody's online canvas uh, assignment the other day and it was terrible. You know, I read about 72 responses and this one was definitely the the last one out of 72 in terms of its quality. But I wrote on the, on the um, comments, I said, um, you know, this, this shows no understanding of the, of what you were supposed to be showing on this particular assessment. And, you know, after the fact, I thought, ah, maybe in person, like seeing my face and my tone, you know, they would see I'm not mad at them. I don't, I don't think they're an idiot. You know what I mean? But reading it, I, I, you know, later on, I thought, yeah, that was maybe a little bit harsh. So my intent was not to belittle the student. It came across that way, I think. And it's really hard um, when we're grading things digitally I think you're right that the intent, we really have to understand our audience and intent in a different way. Yeah. I think that people right now are automatically <clears throat> on the defensive or at least on the hurt side of things. And if you start knowing that you can work to try and encourage that, help make it better. One of the topics I wanted to talk about was being reassuring and not ghosting. Um, I think we've all probably been in a, a situation lately where we were waiting to hear about something, you know, this particular thing that's happening in May or this thing that's happening in June and, and whatever organization is in charge of that or whatever leader is in charge of that, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is ghost everybody and just pretend like nothing's wrong. It'll, you know, everyone's confused. So we'll just say nothing. I think it's much better to reassure people. And, and even if you literally know no information, just say, hey, thinking about all of you, I don't I don't know what's going on with this particular event, uh, but you'll you should know that the, as soon as I know, you're going to know. I think that's really important. Now, um, I know you were talking about in the details versus the big picture section, you know, not giving away all the details sometimes to the students. Um, I wonder if. We can be super transparent about all of our contingency plans and options with our staff, um, maybe even parents, but not send that out to students, you know. Um, but I think there are definitely some some times here where you might want to say, hey, parents and staff, just so you know, if we're not actually meeting for marching band in June, here's how we're still going to learn the content that we need to learn. So this is plan B. And then may, you may even say, hey, if we don't have... June and July, here's plan C. Um, even if it's going to be totally different, I think even just dropping that in, in, in key people's heads and say, Hey, we have a plan, you know, we're, we're prepared for a, B and C. We don't know. It may be option E, but I don't think there's anything wrong with putting out a contingency plan that never actually comes to fruition as long as it comes from the right place. The other thing is I was thinking about long-term type things. Many people are going to be taking trips this year. Maybe there's a band that's doing Macy's in the fall. Our friend Chris is taking his band in the fall. And, you know, in a situation like that, you know, you want to be in constant contact with those trip people and, and Macy's organization and Hawaii, wherever you're going, uh, because those long-term things are expensive and it's things people are really looking forward to. 
and they're going, man, I hope we don't miss out on that. So definitely keep that in, in the front of mind. Um, the other thing I was thinking about is something that Bobby and I talked about in our Midwest clinic, and that's the four C's of communication. I love this because if you, if you write an email and then you just look at these four C's and ask yourself, was this particular communication considerate, consistent, concise, and clear? And most of the time, if you follow those four things, considerate, consistent, concise, and clear, nobody's going to take that communication in the wrong way. They're going to be um, happy that you're informing them and that you're being consistent and, and you're considerate of what they need. Um, and so I think having those four C's just kind of like put it on a post-it note next to your, uh, next to your browser. And that, that might help everybody. It's really important to figure out, you know, yes, your personal style, but the needs of the group right now are so intense. And I don't mean that they need a lot. It's that the needs that they have are very present. Everybody wants to be back to normal. And so continuing to know that is a huge deal. We we talked about the, the needs of the staff, the students, and the parents. And one of the things we were looking at is, you know, if you're the head director, please know that people who work for you have very predictable needs. Um, they need to feel useful. They need to grow and learn as teachers, and they need to be successful. They also want to feel indispensable, and they want to contribute to the success of the group. Uh, building that strong community and cultivating those needs and wants is really important. Just support and engage them, uh, complain, uh, compliment and challenge them however you can. For example, tonight at eight o'clock, the Wando staff is getting together for about an hour just to sort of let them know where we are musically, visually, uh, audition wise, and all that. I don't have a ton of information for them, but I think just all of us being together is the most important part of that meeting. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, so that's your staff. And uh, as for your students, um, we've just talked about this a little bit already today, but they need emotional support. Um, so, you know, we talk about social-emotional type learning, and that's that's way more important right now even than it was when we were in school. Um, they need to grow as in an artistic way and a musical way. They don't need busy work. Right. They want to actually grow. They want to become better musicians. Um, they want to know they're a part of an organized program. That's part of your communication. They want to feel safe that, that you know, that your communication is not belittling or off putting, but but it's to encourage. Um, and, you know, they want entertainment. You know, a lot of these kids like like Bobby was saying, they're probably a little bit tired of playing video games after a few weeks of this. So the entertainment in this case has to come through. Maybe you can create some interactions between students electronically instead of just here's the assignment, bring it back to me digitally. You know, that's very one way. Any, any, any way that you can entertain them. Um, that's really key during this time. Um, I think you need to engage all of those needs of your students. Um, you know, if you show me a bad band, it's probably a bad communicator that's in charge of that band. And we, we've all seen that. We know people who just don't communicate well and their band program suffers because of it. So we have, uh, we talked about the staff, talked about the students. Um, your family, I think is another one. Um, obviously most of us are home more with our, with our loved ones right now. So just, um, 
you know, maybe make some time and do some fun things with them that you wouldn't normally have time to do in the spring. I mean, not that's not a maybe. That's a definitely. Don't let them just play video games if you have kids. Um, you know, if you're if you're in your your partner at home stuck together, you don't have kids. Um, you know, do some do some games that increase intimacy and and talking uh, amongst yourselves. You know, Jeff. Before we wrap up on that part of it, I just want to say with the the student side of those things, we talked about how we wanted to challenge and compliment the staff. I think we have to do the same thing with the students too. There are several kids right now that are wildly frustrated, and it's those those really fine, self motivated players that don't want us to lose attention with. Um, they, you know, I, I've encouraged some of ours to try and get together and find ways that they can play and perform for each other. And we're kind of exploring some new assignments that cause them to get to play for each other. Even if you want to do that anonymously, you can um, have them send you video. You can take the audio out of it and then send that out for comments. Nobody will know who it is, uh, but we're kind of exploring some of those things. So challenging the students is there, but I think that you make it a fun, interactive thing as opposed to here's a really hard assignment where I'm going to just, you know, demolish half of you. Yeah, I think just trying to trying to reach each of the students, our top tier, <clears throat> excuse me, our top tier, our mid tier, and our our emerging tier, trying to figure out how what's the best way that we can get them. So we've talked to you kind of like the what you should say, and now we're going to talk a little bit about how you can do that. Um, so. The best way, well, no, I shouldn't say the best way. The easiest way is email, just sending out those mass emails and working uh, through that, which I think is is good, but it's not great. As we all know, the world is still continuing on, so emails are going to be read about the same way that they were read before. Um, one of the other things that we use is Remind, and I, I find that to be a very good way to get a quick message out to everybody all at once. So that may be one of the things that you you look at. Uh, Zoom, we've all been talking about Zoom meetings, and now if you have a school account, uh, the, the time limits are taken away. So you, instead of having a 45-minute uh, time limit, you can have an, an unlimited time. I, I think there may be some limits on the number of people that are there, but it's, it's, it's very useful. And I have to tell you, it's it's one of the funnest. I, we've done a, a leadership training thing through Zoom, where we had about sixty-seven of our students that were there, and uh, just being able to see their faces is pretty awesome. And then there was a, a thing that we've done for Music for All, where there were about nine hundred people there on Zoom, and Zoom handled it really pretty well. So I think it's a pretty robust program. One of the programs that Jeff turned me on to a number of years ago is called Asana, and the I, I don't love it when I can communicate directly with people, but I have grown to love it now that I can't. Uh, it's one of those things where you can have, it's sort of like imagine having an outline of all the things you want to get done with your program. And you can have specific comments or specific communication with just those points. Like for example, we're talking about our audition process. And I wanted to talk with our guard instructor, our guard director about how she wanted to handle something. So instead of having to send an, uh, a text or an email or whatever on the working document, I could just go over to the side and shoot her a quick question and then she can come in and fix it in the overall document. It's, it's just a really cool way to go. Again, as we said at the beginning, there's a learning curve that goes with it, but this one is free. And I think is one of the, if you like 
technology and organizing your life technolo- technologically, then I think that's the way to go. Uh, Google Drive, Google Documents, Google Hangouts, all of those things, if you're in the Google universe, I think work really well. Microsoft has Microsoft Teams. Uh, I think finding one of those platforms that works for you is the best. There's a a good friend of mine who runs his program using monday.com. They've had a lot of success with that, and they have several directors in different buildings, and so it works very well for them. I, I looked into it, but the subscription was a little more than I wanted to pay. But if you've got the resources, that would be something to check out. And I know, Jeff, you guys use Canvas, I believe, right? Yeah, before I go into that, um, I also know that Music for All, one of their sponsors is the Band app. And I actually haven't seen that, but a lot of people use that for communication. I just, I haven't personally used it. Worth checking out. Right. Um, We actually use Canvas and it's not the most, I don't think any of the learning management systems are beautiful. They're they're like kind of a jack of all trades, kind of like, Remember those all-in-one printers that could fax and copy and print? They didn't do any of the three very well, right? But it did them, yeah. Right. I think Canvas does a lot of things really well. It's just the layout is just kind of weird sometimes. But um, I've really enjoyed Canvas during this time. I upload videos. I upload audio files. I upload PDFs. My students can can do discussions on there. They can send emails through it. Um it's, it's really pretty cool. I plan on using that. We're going to talk about that in our next podcast. I plan on using that for online marching band teaching in case we don't have June band camps. But yeah, Canvas is great. I know there's a couple other ones out there. Blackboard, maybe something like that. Right. Um, I've been using Canvas every day. Yeah, and I've been using Google Classroom every day. The upload stuff is... I, I think it just depends on what you're, what you're accustomed to. With our school, all of our students have a... Gmail account set up through the school itself, so that makes it really easy. If there are any of those shortcuts that you can use, go for it. Charms, you know, it is also a, a, a great program management tool that we use, and it's it's served us very well. Again, none of it's perfect, but I, it's a whole lot better than if we were just trying to do a phone tree right now. So, you know, my favorite that. part of Canvas is called Speed Grader. I love that part because you can just click through each student and it gives a little window off to the side where you could make an audio comment or write something in very quickly. It's not, oh, you're, you're, con- you're not nice. constantly clicking on a student, then clicking on their work, then emailing them back. Um, that, that part's really cool. That is pretty slick for sure. Google does not have that. Well, I know we've covered a lot of stuff here. Uh, before we wrap this up, we have a few things we would like you to do. Um, obviously listen to each episode, follow us on social media, but the most important thing, we would really like to know if you would like to be a part of that Band Life's live Q&A session. So we did kind of a, a late night, that Band Life hang when we were out in uh, California earlier this year. It seems like a lifetime ago, but um, it was really fun. And the questions we got uh, just made it that much more enjoyable for everybody. So we would like you to email us at jeff at dynamicmarching.com or bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Just say, hey, I would love to be a part of the live Zoom meeting. Uh, it'll be sometime next week, and uh, we'll make it fun, and everybody can ask their questions and get them answered. So please email us or DM us on the various social medias and uh, let us know you'd like to be a part of that. For those of you who just had to Google DM because I was afraid that he just made a pass at me, it means direct message. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby.
No problem. I'm here for all of the common folk, Jeff. <laughs> My son Tyler actually sent me something through Snapchat today, and he said, did you see it? And I was like, I haven't opened Snapchat this year. So no, <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking for, I don't know, half an hour or so, Bobby. Let's let's give them three things that they have to remember, three things that, that, that homework we always talk about on this program. What's Absolutely. their homework for this time? So the homework for you, three things. Number one, don't stick your head in the sand when it comes to communicating with your students and parents. There isn't a lot of information, but families need to hear from you that the band, while it's not meeting, is still alive and well. Number two, you need to rally the troops. Having an online gathering with staff or leadership or ensembles is so necessary right now. And not to learn, but to simply live I fear that if we don't manage this time well, we're going to find a lot of people who don't have time for band or music in their lives when we return. I think it's going to be incredibly hectic. People are not going to do what, like if we just started school tomorrow, I think we would have a lot, people would love it for the first couple of days and then they would get exhausted, they would become exhausted. So we've got to be careful with how we treat people while they're not around us. People do band for relationships. Don't forget that. And if the relationships aren't there, there's not going to be a great reason to stay around. Number three, Jeff came up with this one, fake it until you make it. Even the, We were talking about plan A, B, and C earlier. Even if plan C is awful, you have to be the most positive force behind your program right now. Individual assessment is in a better place, but ensemble is not. No one knows the schedule possibilities, but is more likely than not that the fall will be affected. Who cares? Remember the excitement of announcing the show for the first time, how your kids reacted. Remember the wonderful memories that you made at your spring banquet. You have to find alternatives for this because it's part of the band experience. That band life are those memories that are made. If you're having trouble with some of those things, post it on Facebook and people will rally to help. I've seen several alternatives to almost every spring activity so far online just in my general group of friends. We'll eventually come back together and what we do in this time will make us better or it won't. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.